I'm going to speak a little bit about vision and what the Lord wants to do and where we're headed. But I, there's so many things that the Lord wants to do inside of you, right? And I want to just speak to you about how the Lord lacks nothing. Jesus lacks nothing. And so everyone in this room, as we, as we come here week to week, I just want to talk to you about gathering together. I want you to stay awake. I will shut you down. Um, no, it's, it's important that we stay together and that we focus on what the Lord wants for us individually, yet corporately, right? Because I'm going to say something about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, really, <laughs> when the Holy Spirit really comes and he gets on a believer's life, I almost can't get out of Acts chapter 2 tonight, but we, we really need to understand what God looks like on a people that are really filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just speaking in tongues. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. It's, it's not a suggestion. It is what God wants to give to you in fullness. And so I really feel like what God is doing in the church at large right now, and we will be, I'll be in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, so you can just go into the book of Acts and just get ready because I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to step into this place where we understand that God, the Lord, the Holy Ghost, lacks not one thing. And we need to position ourselves, our hearts, knowing that anyone in this room that's sick, the, there's power within, within this body to receive healing. There's a Lord that walks up and down this aisle that's just waiting for someone to reach out by faith and touch the hem of his garment. Oh, I was preaching at an African-American church last week. You guys are going to have to help me. I had people standing up pointing at me. <laughs> I'm back in New England. Hey. Hey. I want to believe that the Holy Spirit wants to release something. Here's, here's what I feel. The Lord started challenging me because I said, God, I don't want to come to church and not have all of you. I don't want to just show up and we kind of make it. And we have church and we leave. What I want, I want to see the Holy Spirit come with strength. And listen, there's one thing, there's one thing that the Lord is looking for. There's an entire army that the Lord is looking for in this hour. That would be you. And, and I truly feel, let's just go to Acts chapter 4. I'll, I'll go. I, you know, the Lord will not be denied what the true church looks like. Do you know that? He's coming for the bride that he believed for, that it's the fullness of his, his inheritance. And um, we just look. I just want to parallel where we are. Everyone say parallel. 
it's like we're in Bizarro World. Anyone know who that, that what that is? Bizarro World is like the, uh, Superman's op opposite universe, right? Everything's opposite. I'm saying this because really the Lord wants to bring us into an understanding that God's trying to bring us into a renewal and an and, and understanding where we are right now at this time. We see John chapter 4, Peter and John are arrested. Why? Because the miraculous started happening. We see the Holy Spirit moving in power. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Why did things begin to happen like crazy? Why did, why did there become such surging of power and cripples coming up out of wheelchairs and then pulling them off the mats? And all these things began to happen because there was a desire to receive the promise of heaven. I'm telling you, we're living in a time where we need to see a fresh promise of heaven. And it says this, it says this in, in 23, chapter 4, it says they were praying for boldness, right? It says they were told not to preach Jesus. And so we're living in a time where we were deemed non-essential when we are the only essential thing on the, on the planet. Actually, he's the only essential thing. We're just a part of it. And so I want to I point us towards the Christ I want to point us towards Jesus. I want to point us towards the one who will receive all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. I want to point us to the one king who's about to enter the earth in such a way through a people. That's you and me. And so we need to be in this place of divine readiness, understanding that he lacks nothing. Jesus is the one that desires to come to you and visit you in your prayer place. He desires to come here on Tuesday night and meet us in power and strength. He desires to show up at every church, every Sunday, every Wednesday, wherever you meet, not on video church. Come on, I'm talking to someone who's watching right now. Couldn't hang with us today. I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord is wanting to release on the earth, and we're, we're, we have to activate it in our own lives. So you must desire these things. Ready? Because I, I realize that from Acts 4, which is about th 30 years after Jesus was resurrected, and then we go to Revelation chapter 3, which is about 70 years. Well, some say it's 96, but there's debate on that. The the point is that there was a church that was called the Laodicean Church. <laughs> Could I? What would happen if I preached on the Laodicean Church for nine weeks? Places like IHOP do that. <laughs> we'll just go on nine weeks of Laodicean Church. Because... I think we have to come to an understanding that we're lacking and that we need to buy and receive, right? It said that. <laughs> he said that to the Laodicean church. He said, I am, you're, you think you're rich, you're wealthy, you've got all these things. But the reality is you're wretched, miserable, poor. Oh, that's Jesus. That's the red letters. I didn't say it. He said it. 
Ready? What we don't, what we don't love, what we don't love is this, is when Jesus begins to speak to us in a, in a way that challenges our hearts. Because he's not, he is not, he is not excited about a lukewarm church. Oh, come on. I'm talking to the right church. I know this because you're not all lukewarm. You're here because you love Jesus and you're going after him. But I'm just going to remind us of some things, okay? Because I feel like I have to, like, chase off the birds of lukewarmness all the time. Because we can get so just relaxed and laissez-faire about everything in, in regards to the kingdom. And he says, listen, when he says, hey, I want to vomit you out. I want to spit you out. It's not a good word. No. And, and wretched is like miserable and pathetic. It's actually the word is pathetic. So shall he not come back? He says, I want to come, come back to find a church that's full of faith and power. I want to come back to find a church that's strong and ready to go for it. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for a, a church that will not be denied of its inheritance. It's a bride that wants, wants his bride, wants her bridegroom. And that's what this is all about. This is what, it's not about, and I'll just get into it in a minute, but there's a reality when, when we understand that we are blind. And can I just speak about spiritual blindness? Actually, that's the message I brought, I brought last week. Because God wants us to, really, my job, but more, more so, the Holy Spirit's job is to open the light in the room. And so that you can see the state you're in. What we don't like about conviction and God moving on our lives is we feel it, it doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. Guess what that is? That's the fire. It's really the fire of the Holy Spirit when he comes and he wants to convict us of things. He wants to convict us of righteousness. Oh. It's okay. Sometimes we, we think it's a bad thing when he's coming to come in and drill. I want to encounter with him that he will come in and drill. I'm not even getting to vision. It's going to be weird today. But the, the reality is, I'm like, God, I, don't, I just, when, when? I want the move of God. And don't give me I am revival. I love revival. But we're not moving. It's not the fullness of revival right now. Is it coming? Yes. Do certain people walk in it? Yes. But certainly, he's calling for a whole entire generation to move in revival, to live in an awakened state, to move in such a way. And so here, here's what's happening, right? Because I feel like God is calling us, calling this place, this place here, to be a hub, to be an apostolic uh, actually, an awakening revival center, right? And actually, it's on our website. That's what you come to, awakening service, right? You don't know because you don't look at the website. But that's okay. <laughs> Yet That's where you are by name. It's an awakening service. Ready? And so here's, here's the vision of that, that we, that we move as an army really in the fullness of God, being healed, Walking in healing, walking as an army of, of the healed, of the ones that are devoted and set apart to what God's purposes are in this hour. And I know this, that listen, God wants to shake off the sleepiness. It, listen, I look, these girls and this guy, they're on fire, right? 
But they need more fire. You need to pray for them. I need to pray for them. I do pray for them. But this, this, and that anyone, even the prayer nights, right? We, get, we gather at the Awakened House of Prayer. That this would be sacred. And God, as we just continue to worship and begin to praise and begin to glorify and magnify, yes, the fire of God would come. And what happens with fire is it changes everything. And his divine nature becomes purified in your life. And I'm telling you, God is wanting to do this in this region. New England is ripe for revival. New England is ripe. We have the wells of awakening are here. But I'm telling you, he's looking for something to happen. Okay. So we see all this. Like, all of a sudden, the government, all of a sudden, the religious people. Like, there's this all, like right now, there's crazy things happening in actually the charismatic Pentecostal just vein, the stream we want to try and micromanage the prophetic ministry. We want to tr- do all kinds of crazy things. Listen, God needs to show up because man certainly does not have the answer. And I'm not saying we don't, we're not accountable to anyone. We don't do any, we, but we, we partner and we, we partner with the Holy Spirit. We partner with those who are like-minded and we, wanna, we want counsel from heaven. You want counsel from heaven. You can't live without counsel from heaven. You need the counsels of heaven. That way, might is released on the earth. I'm telling you, his divine nature is being released on the earth. And he's purifying and going to increase that in the earth. So we see the, the apostles here. I'm just getting rid of this too. Verse 23, chapter 4. And being let go, so they're in prison. They get let go. They're told, don't, don't do that anymore. We don't like that Holy Ghost stuff around here. We don't like Jesus being reproduced in the earth. We don't like the true church rising up. We want religion. We don't want Jesus. Hmm? And so that's what's happening right here. And, and it's because miracles are popping and beginning to... Per- all of a sudden, the apostles are walking in such a, a realm now because why? Because the Holy Spirit came in fire. Because he came in power. It's more than the shub, shub, shub. You need power. And God is trying to push. <laughs> push the church into a position we think things are happening, and it's not the Lord. It is completely the Lord. Anyway, I'll read. And be, being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And so they, so they heard that. They raised their voices to God in one accord. What did they say? One accord. And said, Lord, you are God. You made heaven and earth and the seas and all that's in them. Come on, he lacks not one thing. Jesus lacks not one thing. Who by the mouth of your servant David said, why did the nations rage and the people plot in vain? This is the whole thing. This is the, the, the Psalm, 20, Psalm 2 narrative that's happening right now. 
Corey mentioned it. He alluded to it when he was here. He's, all, he's prayed that prayer a thousand times. And listen, we just see it manifesting in the earth because everyone's, the nations are raging. And what's happening when the nations are raging, the church should be moving and flowing and, and contending into a new realm of the spirit because we're not living in the fullness of what he called us to. Ready? So I'm just going to, they pray this prayer. Look upon, you know, they pray the prayer of boldness. They want to, they, why? So that their language is lined up with heaven. It's so that when they preach, the things that are released begin to release miracles. Listen, it's not about, it's not even about the miracles. This is the crazy thing. It's about releasing truth into the earth. And when you release truth into the earth, it begins to set the captive free. It becomes the Luke 4.18 over your life where everything that you step into in the fullness of who he is, you set the captives free. You're walking in the divine anointing that Jesus walked in. Okay? And then, it's, then we'll just jump down to 32 because it says that they prayed and the place was shaken. I just want to show you what community actually looks like. I want to show you what an actual community of believers filled with power looks like. Because we could use this to, to say a lot of things, this next, next portion of Scripture. But I just want you to see a couple points. Because God wants us to step in to something brand new that you have not seen before. You haven't experienced it before. But it is true. It's alive. And the, and the life of Christ is in you. And so I'm calling forth the king of glory out of you. Right now, I'm calling forth the king of glory out of you so that you can walk in this divine nature. Ready? So it says, now the multitudes of those who believed. Whoops. It was a multitude of those who believed. What did they believe for? They believed that Jesus Christ came. They believed for signs and wonders. They believed that the resurrection was true. And they believed that something that God had given them was going to work in the earth. So they're, they're believing together, right, with one heart and one soul. That means they were knitted. It says that in the Bible about David and Jonathan that their souls were knit together. And there's something happening in the earth right now. Why am I saying this? Because the church needs to come into this place where we're knit together. There needs to be this divine union. And so when there's a, a, what, we've, what we feel called to and what we've had a, a divine mandate to is to raise up an army, to raise up those that are not, uh, not sleeping but fully awake. That, they're that the divine nature of Christ is on them and they step into the fullness of Christ in this hour. Your inheritance is true. It says they were in one heart. They believed together. They believed together. I tend to not worry about your faith. But there is a place... That God wants to bind us together, believing together with one vision, one accord. That means that what we have together, not so that we can push Kingdom Awakening's vision. Come on, I've been down there and done that. But God wants to do something sovereign in the earth where he brings believers together with one, in one place with one purpose. That means that Actually, you allow the Lord to come in and touch you 
And the things that, that the Lord is after, you release to him. The things that are in the way of relationships, because some of us, you get around people, I rub people the wrong way. Sometimes, come on, you can smile. It's okay. Sometimes we rub people the wrong way. It's not even, it's just how I look. I, I know. But th that's, what, that's the problem sometimes. No, I'm under, you understand what I'm saying. It's not, it's the reality of walking together. Two of us became one. We're different, but we're one. What are you saying? I need to marry the church? Hmm? Listen, we need to position ourselves so that we can be one in one place. I'm telling you, God wants to release something. And there should be a body. Listen, I think of places like, I was thinking of John G. Lake in the state of Washington, where he had a community of believers together, that they moved in such healing, it was the healthiest city in America. It was the healthiest city in America. He got locked up for practicing medicine without a license. Because people were getting healed, and they would, they would bring them in, and they would be patients, and they would pray for them. They would pray for healing. John Alexander Dowie, all these guys usually got locked up because of what they were doing. Zion, Illinois, city, just, the whole idea was that the glory of God was going to come to the city. He went off at the end of his ministry. But there's good things that you can pull, and, we, and I'm telling you, God has called certain places in New England to be hubs. There's not just one, not just us. I'm sure there'll be many. Hopefully there's many because in order to retain the harvest, there has to be more than one. So the idea is that we believe God because God wants to expand. You can't just say, stay small and pull the harvest. It just, it's impossible. It's impossible. And I'm not into video church. I mean, we do this stuff, yeah. But the reality is it's so impersonal. Listen, there's one thing that God wants to do. He could use one thing. He used the Holy Ghost to shake the entire earth. There's one thing. Just think of, just think of Hannah praying for the son, Samuel, to change the nation. It was one thing. If I think of, okay, we'll just go. I'm just thinking of one thing. If I think of Samson and one jawbone, smite all his enemies. Thousands. Come on, there's, there's tons of, there's so many things that we can look at in Scripture that God uses one little thing. And I'm saying to you, there's one thing that's going to move us into a world revival. It's Jesus. You say, I know that. It's the Holy Spirit. Say, like, God, I want a move of God. I want a move of God. I want... I want 
full-on move of God. I don't want to come here and talk to you and you leave be the same. I don't want this. I want us all to pray in like manner. I want to pray that this place is busting out and that not so that we can have some big ministry. It's not about that. Here's what I'm believing. I'm believing God's going to bring me enough finances not even by any of you. Thank you. Got three? I'm telling you, I'm believing this way. That we're not dependent upon all kinds of programs to do certain things. That God wants to do a sovereign thing. And it has to be in accordance to his word. Listen, his word will point us in the right direction. So I, I go here and I think of this. And I'm like, and then it goes on to say, this, with one heart and one soul, neither did they, did anyone say that anything he possessed was his own. Stop right there. Anything he possessed, every gift inside of you is not your own. Everything that God has given you is not your own. Any talent that he's given you is not your own. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is wanting to get the stinginess out of the church, saying it's mine, I need, this is what I want. No, he's trying to move things in a whole new direction where we say, no, what I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. I'm telling you, we're calling a generation to walk in the right manner. I knew I needed the microphone. Shakarabasa. And they had all things in common. And I know it's talking, you're like, oh, you're taking it out of context. I'm not. Anything you possess. What is it that you want so much? Because what happens is we point our eyes towards that thing that we need. And we, we focus on that. My business, my ministry, my, 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 my. No, God's saying, no, it's not yours, it's mine to begin with. And you're going to give it away. Because if I don't lose my life, I don't gain it. Oh, I heard that somewhere before. It says this, that he possessed, they possessed, was not his own, right? And, and with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Great grace, that means mega grace. Let me just tell you, let's move forward to chapter 5, because great, great, great grace looks like this. When we lie in the presence of the Holy Spirit, someone dies. Oh, that's the same dispensation of grace. I know some of you are having a hard time with that, just to me saying that. But it is the fear of the Lord that brings us to real wisdom, where we understand that he is holy and God wants to do things his way. I'm telling you, even in the area, right, they were held back something. And I, I won't say it. I can't say things flippantly because it comes to my mind. I realize this, that everything God gives to us has to be stewarded well. Right? Stewardship is the most is the most amazing thing in the kingdom. And so that's the same Lord who died for my life struck two disciples in Acts chapter 5 because they lied to the Holy Spirit. It's in the it's there. 
I'm saying it, I'm rehearsing it, but it's there. And then we go, oh, no, he wouldn't do that now. Really? You think he wouldn't do that now? Come on, I see, come on, everyone's wheels are turning. It's okay, you can think about that. These are the tough things that the Lord wants us to, like, look at. Because he, he is Jesus, and there is no lack. There is no lack in Christ. There is no lack in who he is, right? It goes on, it says, Nor there was any among them who lacked for all who, who were possessors of land and houses sold them and brought them the proceeds of the things that they sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone needed. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. I actually was in room 1239 when I was away. I'm like, Lord, because I usually look for, for, you know, like the Lord's speaking. So 1239 ended up being that word, distributed. It's the same word that Jesus, when he fed the 5,000, it said that they gave away loaves and fishes. It was miraculous. Here's the thing. Here's what the Lord is calling the church to do. Why is nothing your own? Why is God saying, listen, give it all away and, and possess nothing? Nothing is your possession. Spend your life. Somebody in here going to spend their life. I've got needs, Miles. I know. And Jesus has no lack. Well, why aren't things working out? Because usually things are out of whack in our own lives. That's usually it. Sometimes it's not always it. But sometimes we don't have things in order in our own lives. That's why we're in lack. Right? So we're looking and we're searching, and then we start looking for everything else that are going to satisfy the needs. The things that I'm missing, I go here. I go there. I try and pull those things into my life. And there is something that the Lord is wanting you to understand. There is no lack in Christ. See, when our lives become so bonded and hidden in him, something happens. I'm telling you, this is a word for us, guys. They distributed to each as, as anyone had need. Now, what would it look like if we, if we lived from a place where we just gave? What would happen if we just, all of a sudden, not that you're not responsible for the things, because I said it before, so don't misquote me and say, I don't have to do anything. There's, God wants to give you everything you need, but he wants you to steward everything you have right now well. And he wants you to expand the stewardship. I'm saying this, why? Because as this place, as we continue to stretch and grow, and multiple words, right? I received, we received multiple words about the, the, the tent peg stretching. So I'm believing that God's going to move us before the nine months is up at the end of the year. I'm believing that. Okay? Now, what it, where that looks like, it might not be convenient for someone. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Listen, I don't know where it is. I don't know the place. I don't have a spot. But the Lord does. And I say that to say, 
I want to see the tent pegs expand. I want to see the provision come in. I want to see it all happen. And I'm not going to stress out about it, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it because God's going to do it because Jesus has no lack. And so just the same thing goes for you as God wants to, listen, what, he, what does he want to do? He wants a, a place where people come and they're healed. He wants a place where people come and demons fly. Listen, the church is so, la- has so, is so lack and slack in deliverance. Deliverance, it's, every, actually every sickness is a demon. God's doing apostolic. I'm watching the Lord as he's doing things apostolically throughout the nation with people I know, friends I've, I've gotten to know, right? Boom, boom, boom. There's centers being pop, pop, pop. It's not by accident. And to be honest, when I travel and I come back, I'm just like, I'm happy I'm home. I don't mind the travel, Right? God calls you because I've got mission, right? God's got mission. He's got assignments, right? Everyone in here has an assignment. Every day. Good word. The reality is we don't want to step into the fullness of that assignment because we're so self-consumed with what we're doing and what we're dealing with, right? My wife's shouting me down. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. They had me hooping. They had me hooping last week. I was really doing it. It was messed up. I couldn't even believe Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I had. And my, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I didn't even know I had it in me. I, I just went. It was crazy. It was awesome. I'm just saying to you, listen, this is the word to you today. There's no lack. I'm not preaching prosperity gospel today. I'm preaching reality, kingdom reality, that there's no lack. That when you, when you are looking to get healed, when you're looking for the pain to leave your body, that, listen, <sighs> Acts 1.8, what is it? What is it about Acts? I, it was, it's been ringing through my head for three days. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. It's dunamis. It's that mega power that's released. Where does it come from? It comes from me getting before the Lord and the Lord rubbing off on me. It comes from me sticking and, and just sticking. Getting close to Jesus and the anointing oil that's on Jesus comes off of him and onto me. We want to go places. We want to go here, 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 trying to look for someone to fix us. And the one person that can fix us, we don't go to. I'm not saying I won't pray for you. What I am saying is I, I I realize this. Ready? Everyone in this room. You go and you get before the Lord. And I, I honestly, like last night, it was, we got home so late. I was just like, God, I just want to go be with you. And then I was so tired that I just went to sleep. And then I woke up this morning saying, God, 
I just want to be with you. There's no shortcut. There's one cost. It's all of you. I know. Some people don't like what I'm saying. It's okay. I don't need you to like what I'm saying. You know? I don't. I'm free from that. It's okay. They were all in one place, and they were, it was all those who believed together. What are you believing for? What are you believing for? I'm asking a sobering question today. What are you believing God for? Because when I look at the overall state of the planet, I'll just, we'll just look at America right now. I see all these things that we're talking about in the book of Acts. You see it all through the Old Testament. You see the nation's rage. We're watching this happen right now. The Holy Spirit's looking for a people that will rise up and not cower back from what is trying to be unleashed on the earth. I'm telling you right now is the time to, to amp up. I'm not talking about striving. I'm talking about God possessing a people that will not be moved by the, by the things that begin to, to, to try and come at us, to try and uh, stifle the church or try to wipe us off the earth. I don't think, listen, you've got one place to go. It's the Lord Jesus. You can't be denied. Come on, Tori, let, help me hoot for a minute. Hey, Bishop Morgan's watching me. I love you. I'm telling you. There's something that the Lord wants to do, and it's right in this region, and there's going to be other places, like I said. And it's a place where we not only pursue the kingdom, but we receive the kingdom, and the kingdom is established. kingdom of God never the kingdom of God was designed for every believer to walk in this unshakable knowing that Jesus lacks nothing you say I'm not in that place well pray for you today that you get into that place, that you move into that place, that you begin to desire that place because there has to be a place where you begin to crave. Crave the things of the kingdom and crave the Lord himself 
more than you crave any other thing. Our children depend on it. The generations behind us depend on it. Some of you, your parents depend upon it. So let's lift our hands. Let's just stand for a second. Just lift your hands to heaven. God, I just shake despondency off of any residue. It's on anyone in this place. Lord, I thank you we've got a, a hungry bunch in this place. I thank you that the kingdom is moving and flowing in this place, God. But any place, Lord, myself, where I, I, I'll leave and I'll, I'll go home and maybe discouragement will hit or, or something might happen when we leave this place because I know I can preach down the house in this place and then you leave and all hell will break loose and I just speak to that thing that would try and rob you, that would try and crush you, that would try and cause you to give up in the name of Jesus. I speak to those things that would try and deny us of inheritance. Lord, I thank you that you don't lack one thing Lord, you're the only thing that can shift and change things in my life. You are the only person that can change things in my life. So I give myself wholeheartedly to you right now. I thank you. I thank you that there's going to be prayer and just spontaneous prayer at homes and, and in this place, Father. I thank you. It's going to begin to erupt. I prophesy it right now that it begins to erupt in our households, in this place. Lord, we would not be despondent. We wouldn't be feeling awful about ourselves. Lord, you just begin to shift things in our lives so that we begin to think like the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that we think like champions, that we think like overcomers, that we think like the ones that are about to take over the earth. And I believe that your kingdom is coming and will come at the end of the age. But Father, I thank you that we are moving into a place where you want to release the apostolic grace on the church as a whole. So God, we prepare ourselves. Listen, listen, when I, as I'm saying that, listen, there's something that the Lord wants to do in that. Releasing an apostolic grace, that means moving in the ways that the old apostles did. And even greater. That bonds are shaking off because angels come and shake them off. I just declare that right now, that we wouldn't be cuffed by anything, that we wouldn't be handcuffed or imprisoned by one thing, that deliverance would move in strength, God. I thank you. I just declare it now, the breaker anointing that would break that right now, that we would walk in the fullness. Lord, I thank you for angelic movement, even in this place right now, that nothing, nothing can stand against it. No oppression can stand against it. We declare it. We decree it online. We decree it to every household. We decree every sickness has no 
power in this place. We declare every, every bit of ourselves, Lord, that we give ourselves completely to you, that the life of God may be established in Jesus' name. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, just pray. Just begin to worship Him and thank Him. Thank Him for something you might not even feel like you fully possess. Lord, I thank you. Lord, we thank you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's right here. But God wants to expand that. Every place, Joshua, that you step your foot, he's going to bring the kingdom. Every place, Joshua, every place, Deborah, that you step the, God begins to move and shift things. Here's what happens when a church really prays. The heavens begin to move, and there's an apostolic grace that begins to come upon the people. And in that, the power of heaven begins. It's, it's like Jesus saw when he was baptized in the, in the river Jordan. The skies opened, and there was an open heaven, and he was able to do anything, anywhere. And so we stand in that grace right now, God. We ask for it. Lord, that the apostolic and the prophetic would move, would begin to flow, God. Lord, we're asking for, for the Hebrides uh, intercession to come upon this place, God. We're asking for it to come so that you begin to invade the land, Lord. We declare it right now. We come into this place of a, of a massive prayer movement that, God, you begin to invade the land, Lord. You begin to overcome us. You begin to take all, all authority in the region, Lord. We speak the powers of darkness perversion. We speak to those things. We speak to the things that would try and snuff out. We speak to addiction. We, we speak to the, to the every, every bit of health issue, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare every spirit of poverty, we break it right now in Jesus' name. And we walk in the fullness of what you're doing, God, right now. We break a poverty mindset that the kingdom would be released without lack without anything no hindrance no hindrance no hindrance in jesus name we thank you we thank you father come on just keep praying church we're not done 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 come on this breakthrough and some of you are feeling numb about it and that's okay keep praying sometimes it just doesn't happen sometimes it just doesn't appear We declare and decree the spirit of revival. We declare and decree it, Father, right now over every person. Lord, revive every person, Father. 
Come on, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Shata Ramote Keramatai. Rekanana Mosete Anai. Rikataya Shotar Bereandarai. Rerabata Tarobote Keteriandai. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Here's what they were believing for together. Here's what they were believing for together. Matthew 16, verse 17 says, And these signs will follow those who believe. Not those who just speak in tongues. Those who believe. That in my name, the name, only one name. <laughs> There's only one name by which men can be saved. It's, it's the name of Jesus. Only by one name that the Holy Spirit's going to move upon a generation. It's by one name. It's not by Muhammad. It's, it's not by some other God. It's not by... It's by one name. It's by the name of Jesus. Why? Because the name of Jesus lacks nothing. Because his name lacks nothing. Come on, keep praying, keep praying. Keep praying, not done yet. Not done yet, not done yet. Come on, we think, listen, I wonder how long they were praying in the book of Acts. I wonder how long they were praying in the upper room. See, I got, I have to understand that in Matthew, in John, sorry, 15, 16, 14, 13, they were in the upper room. And he was washing his disciples' feet. He was washing the one that was about to betray him. He washed his feet anyways. He served him anyways. Ah, the one who you don't know what they're going to do. You're going to serve anyways. Says in that name, in that name, they cast out demons. In that name, they spoke in new tongues. How many have spoken in new tongues? How, how many? Uh, your language is probably about the same it was when you started with the shab shab dab dab. Come on. I'm not striving for anything, but just to let the river flow inside of you. Come on, God is wanting to do something in the earth. And it doesn't come in a, in a nice happy package of an hour and a half. It just won't happen that way. And it's valuable. Listen to me. It's valuable that we gather together. It's valuable. If you don't think, listen, when we're filled with power, we don't have to be coerced to get to church. When we're filled with power, we don't have to be coerced to go pray for someone. When we're filled with power, we don't have to be coerced into anything. We just do it. Because it's in us. Because we're filled with God. And when God's inside you, He begins to move in you. And you can't help but touch people and change people. And you're used as an agent of change. It says that they will drink poison and it won't hurt them. That means when the coronavirus came, I wasn't afraid. You shouldn't be afraid. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
If I offend you, I, I'm apologizing now. But I, I'm telling you, there's nothing that Jesus cannot take care of. There is not one thing on the planet that's roving over the planet right now that Jesus cannot take care of. I'm telling you, he's a name above every name. His name is above coronavirus. His name is above any affliction that will come to us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. But it, I was listening to a testimony of a pastor that was preaching in Madagascar. Yeah, you want to hear this for a second. And it says that they were trying to poison the pastors. So they'd order food in the restaurants, and they'd try and poison them. <laughs> I'm pacing. I'm going to wear, wear the rug out today. I'm telling you, nothing shall by any means harm you. I'm sick of this. I've had it. I love you, but I've had it. <laughs> and, and if you're afraid, I speak peace. If you're afraid, I speak peace. I speak life. I'm not here to make people mad. I, I believe that the Lord is designing things so that the church needs to rise up. Come on, pray again, pray again, keep praying. It's okay. It's okay, good. The Lord is looking for a church that is burning, burning hot, not lukewarm. Listen, and then he says in Isaiah, he says, you can come to me and you can buy milk. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> Honey, it's free. The oil is free. It's free. You don't have to strive for it. He just gives it to you. Oh, we do need a tent. <laughs> come on. I'm just going to say, just come up. If you're feeling, I don't know, Holy Spirit, you're feeling like the presence of God. If you're feeling discouraged, you better come up. Just don't stay back. If you want a touch from the Holy Spirit, I know he's here to touch. If you need healing, come again and again and again. We have testimony of eyes being healed. I, I'm, I'm excited. There were so many testimonies last week of the Lord healing three or four individuals. I'm excited for what God's going to do. So just get ready and receive. And every week, every week, every day, we just contend. Not that we have to fight with the Lord about it. He wants to give us, but he's looking for those who are waiting. Just, Lord, will you fill me? I don't know. I leave ministry trips and I say, I need more. I pray for people in public and I'm like, God, I want laser words of knowledge. I want laser things that will just speak the heart. He wants to use you, everyone in this room that way. So just get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> get ready.